what did I call you, Mike? Financial planner, financial advisor. Yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. Sure. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'll be 54 on, on Saturday. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's my, my birthday week. Uh, I've been in the business. This is my ninth year. Uh, I have a degree in biology from UVic and uh, work in a variety of capacities. And then, uh, uh, well, nine years ago, I decided that uh, I had had a really good experience with my own financial advisor and really had found benefit from that and uh, thought that that would be something that I would really like to do for other people. So uh, I, I hold a license for insurance planning through Canada Life um, and then an investment license as well. Uh, but I'm a full broker in that I can work with there's at least eight different major insurance companies and about 4,000 different mutual fund providers or funds through the providers. So um, unlike uh, some of the, uh, you know, if you're, if you're stuck just representing one agency or one financial institution, uh, I'm able to try and find the right fit for, for clients. Um, I focus on, uh, I specialize in the young family market, which is really something that I'm, I'm keen uh, to work with. So if someone's just gotten married, just bought a house, just had a child, uh, the kind of the kind of people that really don't have access to a lot of, of solid financial advice, because you know, wealthy people, they can always get lots of that. But I really enjoy helping young families. Good, Mike. Okay, so, um, so well, tonight, we're, we're going to talk uh, about, uh, you know, a, a little bit about um, uh, what you what you do, uh, but especially, you know, right now we're, we're faced with some uncertainties like we've never experienced before. And what I wanted to hear from you, first of all, was just some of the challenges that you uh, hear that people are facing in the financial world right now. Well, you're right, Ken, that, that these are uh, times like we've never seen before. Um, they're not only with the COVID pandemic that we're in the middle of, uh, and climate change that we're in the middle of and all the economic impacts that will come from that, as well as political uncertainty. Uh, there's a provincial election in BC. We may have a federal election within the next six months or so. And of course, the US election south of the border. Uh, but what's interesting is that while those are, are unique now, volatility and uncertainty have always been with us and it's always been part of the need to to have financial planning um, so they're really just different manifestations of the same things and that level of uncertainty makes it even more important that you have a good understanding of, of your money and being prepared for it but it also represents incredible opportunities as globalization has increased we have access to resources and markets across the world. Uh, the COVID uh, isolation itself has really increased the flexibility of technology for you and I to have this conversation now. Uh, I can meet with clients virtually uh, across the province uh, in Alberta as well. Um, we, can, we can take a look at, at plans and, and make changes digitally now. You no longer have to meet people face to face. And so all of those changes themselves represent opportunities for a growing economic um, um, availability for, for people as well. Good. Yeah. Okay, so um, 
So that's that's uh, that's really interesting that you look at you know the the, the positive aspects of uh, happening right now, and I know mm-hmm. you know everybody of course uh, uh, looks at the you know see, sees all the headlines, and you know a lot of that is is uh, not not especially positive, but but there always is uh, you know opportunity, and it's you know I think it's important for people to always um, consider those things um, as well. Yeah. Um, so, what actually is financial planning, and is that that is that something that uh, everybody does? The way that I look at it, Ken, is that financial planning is really just a mindful approach to your your finances. Uh, it's it's kind of the difference between you know going to the gym just for the purposes of working out or working with a trainer towards a specific goal, like you, you want to complete a 10K within a certain period of time, or you'd like to reduce your body fat by a certain amount, or you'd like to increase your strength and, and bench press uh, a certain amount. Um, most people tend to sort of putter along with their finances without any real awareness of money coming in and money going out, and they hope that someday that they're going to be in a better position. Uh, the role of a good financial advisor is to help somebody, people put a concrete uh, goal or, around their, their finances and be very specific. So instead of saying, well, you know, I'd, I'd really like to be able to retire someday, to be able to say, okay, when do you want to retire? That is, how old are you? Uh, what's your income like now? How much income do you think you're going to need in retirement? And how much money do we need to have in assets in order to create that income? Or we'd love to go on a, you know, a, a vacation cruise around the world in 10 years. Great. How much does that cost? How much money do we need to set aside every month to make it happen? Because, I mean, you, you've seen in, in your athletic career that unless somebody really puts, you know, works with someone else, uh, they're, they're less likely to achieve those goals uh, than, than they would be when there's, there's a plan in place. Understand you're you're like a coach uh, yeah. with uh, on the on the financial end of it. Would that would that be safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. I like to consider myself as a financial flight planner. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you were a pilot, you you have to file a flight plan before you get off, take off into the air. You don't just get in a plane and see where it goes. But so many people, and in fact, fewer than twenty percent, and these are statistics that I see fairly regularly, and that hasn't changed much over time. Fewer than 20% of people work with a financial advisor or anyone they trust, even someone that they regularly see at their bank, much less uh, someone who's a professional like myself. And, uh, and, and we see that in our economy. Uh, we see always high levels of debt uh, that many people are two paychecks away from disaster. And, and the, the pandemic has really shown that to be even more crucial. Uh, one of the things, and I know we'll talk about the process, but one of the questions, the piece of advice that I give people is to, if you do nothing else, at least have three to six months of expenses set aside for emergencies or opportunities, because you never know when you may not be able to work for a period of time. And people always say, oh, I'll always be able to find work. I'll never be able to work for three months. Yeah. Can you imagine if the federal government hadn't stepped in with these programs, how many people would have really uh, come across upon terrible financial times. And we can't trust that they're going to be there uh, either in a few months. So, uh, Nor should we. 
Yeah. So, so the other thing uh, you touched on there was retirement. And I know, you know, a lot of people, um, young people uh, will look at retirement and, you know, like I did when I was 25, 30, and I thought, retirement, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then you, and then you hit about 50 years old or, now, in my case, 60, and, uh, you know, it's a little more uh, realistic. Uh, um, but the, I think the interesting thing that, um, that I came across, as you know, I, I did my, uh, my research uh, in uh, Living to 100, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things I came across was just, like, how do people expect to finance uh, 30 years or you know, 35 years of retirement from 40 years of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so they're really, uh, you know, when you talk about retirement, there has to be some some real planning put into to uh, even that aspect of it. And obviously, um, the sooner someone gets started, uh, probably the better. I would think. Well, there's no question. Um, and, and I would, would suggest that the idea of retirement has changed as well, because, I mean, we think about our grandparents, if they were able to retire, they worked until 65, and they might have lived for five to 10 years, mm-hmm. and then they died. Right. Um, but I would suggest that retirement really is more of being in a position where you, you're working because you want to work. Um, that is, do I have to go to work on Monday to something I don't like to do because I need the money? Or am I working on Monday in something that I'm passionate about and I'm not really concerned about the income because I have, I have my assets taken care of and I know that I'm going to continue to, to grow them. And if something happens, I'll still be okay. Right. Like I can't imagine for myself that I'm going to reach 65 and just stop working and sit on a beach. I really enjoy what I do, So, but I may not do it as much as I do now. Maybe spend more time traveling or volunteering. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you said, when you young people don't think of it like that, but one of the things I do in the process is uh, I love to draw pictures and, and a very simple line drawing. So if I'm sitting with a couple and they're 30, I say, great, you're 30 here. How long do you plan to, to live? And they say, well, maybe 90, maybe 100. Okay, so 30 to 90, that's 60 years. And when do you want to stop working? Well, I'd like to be able to stop working at 55. So 30 to 55, that's 25 years. Well, now 55 to 90, that's, that's 35 years. So you've got 25 years to save for 35 years of living. And during those 25 years, you might buy a house and go on vacation and have a child and have other expenses. So the, each dollar during those 25 years becomes more and more precious right. to the last ones. Yeah. So, so um, on that note, um, now obviously when you're 20, you have, uh, or 25 or even 30, you may have other priorities um, such as buying a home or raising a family. Um, and, and so the idea of saving for retirement doesn't seem um, so important at that time because you've got all these things uh, right in front of you that, that you need to deal with. But um, would it be 
may be important for someone to in, in a plan to sort of have uh, say you know you're putting a little bit away uh, in your earlier years and then as you get you know as the as the kids leave home as the as the house gets paid off those types of things then of course um, you can increase your savings at that point is that something that would be something that you would suggest or it's certainly one approach if people are disciplined enough um, you can also repurpose money uh, which is like you said you you've saved for an asset like that like a house and then in retirement maybe that that house gets sold and creates an income flow as well um, you know we we try and look at diversification within different asset classes as well so it's not necessarily that you, you when people think of diversification they think within an asset so we've got some uh, we're investing in, in financial institutions we're investing in agriculture we're investing in high-tech and healthcare those are particular asset classes but what if we diversified across a number of different investment vehicles so we're making sure that you if you're contributing to a pension at work, you know, is that making sure that it's it's maxed and efficient? If not, does it make sense to have money in, in saved inside a, a retirement registered retirement savings plan? Does the tax-free savings account have specific tax sheltering advantages for you as well? Uh, I have insurance products that are both risk management, that is if you get sick or, or injured and can't work, that you get paid. But if you don't get sick and injured, you get the money back at a certain point of time too. So they also become savings vehicles. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of different ways where we can put your money in uh, and maybe not all at once. So maybe some things we start sooner rather than later because they have, may have more of an, an impact to you um, within the, the next few years, but then they can roll over into a different type of uh, income like for retirement later on. Okay, good. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes a lot of sense, Mike. I, I know just, you know, when, I, um, when, when you talk about fitness, uh, which is an area that I'm um, quite involved with, um, we talk about, you know, when people are younger, uh, they, they need to lift weights. They need to, you know, they have that um, desire to, to build muscle and, and, um, and they have they have a, an abundance of, of energy at that point. And then, but as you get older, um, of course, um, you, you start losing that, um, you know, that ability to, 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 to build muscle the same way. Um, and and uh, so the focus uh, goes from physical, you know, maybe where you did 80% physical uh, fitness to as you you know get into your 40s and 50s, it, moving towards you know maybe 80% mind work and 20% physical work. So, so it's kind of you know uh, when I look at the kind of the parallels of of, uh, of your say a financial planner and say someone that's uh, helping someone with fitness, uh, people tend to. Um, Tend to think, tend to want to do the same thing all the time, but as as they as they age, as they as they grow, their needs change, um, and they have to kind of look at what's important for them at that time. Is that kind of what you're? Yeah, 
Absolutely, priorities definitely shift over time. But if I may, I'm going to continue your metaphor that in the early years, when, when you're in your 20s and you can't wait to get to the gym and you're just packing, you want to see how big and strong that, that you can get. When you do reach your 40s and 50s, and that tends to, to wane a little bit, you still banked that ability. Uh, and, and it's not, you can still call upon it. You may never put as many plates on again, but you know that you've got that raw strength that you can build on. But if you never did that in your 20s and then decide, yeah, I'm going to start really lifting weights in my 50s, you'll, I mean, you, you've got a very, a much weaker frame to pile that on. Right. So imagine if in your 20s, you were saving $500 a month and investing it and getting the compound effect of time to grow that to, to a much uh, stronger portfolio in your 50s, rather than waiting into your 50s. And now you've got to put $3,000 a month aside just to try and get the same uh the, the same uh, amount by the time that you're 60 for example right good yeah i like i like it thanks so uh what is the process that you take people through um initially and and is it painful <laughs> <laughs> people people avoid pain mike yeah <laughs> i guess it depends on your definition of pain uh it's for me it's a very personal um process uh you know everybody's different so i i like to respect that and 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 i know all of my clients um many become very good friends i don't keep a very large um um book of business it's called uh because i, I do like that personal approach so uh getting to know people and what's important to them is probably the most important part so the initial Part of meeting is just for us to get to know one another for me to get so to know what they do they would they would do they would call you up and, and yeah yeah so i have a, i have an online booking site which we can look at uh, when we get to the end here and uh you can go into my calendar and you can identify a half hour spot and we can either do a zoom meeting like this or we can meet in person if you feel comfortable um, and then it's just a, an opportunity for, for us to get to know one another because somebody may not want to work with me. I mean, we, I, not everybody resonates with everybody else. Um, and then it's you know, before, like if you've ever had the experience of walking into a bank and they, they'll say, well, you need to open an, an RRSP and here are the five funds that we invest in and they set you up and off you go. Um, it, we have a conversation well in advance of that to, for me to understand what your goals are. You know, where do you, where do you want to be a year from now or three years from now or five years from now? And, uh, and then that'll, that'll determine whether there's anything that we should uh, or shouldn't be doing. Um, I have a number of questions that I find really help uh, move the conversation along. Um, I'll ask some bluntly, you know, what's important to you? That is, what is it that, that you're doing when you lose track of time? You know, for some people that's gardening or playing with their kids or fishing or, uh, so then that helps me understand that you probably want to spend more time fishing or you probably want to spend more time gardening if you could and less time worrying about money and finances. Um, I ask, uh, you know, what, what's the best financial decision that you ever made? And for some people it'll be you know, buying our house or selling our house. Uh, and what, what would you have as a financial do-over? Well, I probably wouldn't have bought my, 
a brand new truck or I probably wouldn't have sold or cashed in my, my insurance policies. Um, and then, and right now, uh, one question that's very effective is how has the pandemic changed your financial priorities? And you'd be surprised at the number of people who have had a real wake up call over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the first uh, step and it's really just, um, getting a, a feel for each other. Is that, is that right? And then, and then from there, it's really, what do you, what do you do? You're, you're kind of like painting, helping the, the client paint a picture uh, for themselves and, and you know, what, what they really want is that, and, 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 and then you kind of match that with, uh, you know, the means of attaining it. Is that kind of the, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the financial solutions, they're just tools. Um, you know, if, if you said that you, you were wanting to, to build a shed, uh, it, you, would have diff you would use different tools than if you wanted to work on your car. So for me to come out and say, well, you need to get you know, this kind of, of insurance and you need this type of investment without knowing what it was that you were trying to build would be irresponsible. Um, so, uh, I'm a little different than some financial advisors. I don't spend time budgeting with people. You know, there are great tools for that. And if budgeting is an issue for you, I can, I can make some recommendations or refer to someone who's a budgeting specialist. Um, I find the process I use is, is, is most effective if somebody already is somewhat fiscally responsible. That is that they have an un they're, they're not spending more than they're earning. Um, so then it would be, you know, we've decided that we want to work together. We have an understanding of the methods and I understand your goals. And then, you know, people will make a, an allocate a commitment, uh, of what, how much fuel they're going to put into their financial plan every month, whether it's $25 a month or $500 a month, that's entirely up to, to them. And then we figure out, okay, based on your goals and your ability to allocate hundred dollars a month, where, where should we first start to put that, that has the biggest impact to you uh, over, over that time. And that helps to create a, a habit. So here's, here's one of the things, Ken, that, that is, I find frustrating is that so many people will not move forward with working with a financial advisor because they feel that it's just, I only get 20, I only have $25 every month, so what's the mm -hmm. point? Right. point is that $25 starts a habit of setting it aside and before long, People don't even miss it. They're not even aware that they're putting $25 away. And that becomes $50 in a year, which becomes $100. And that you just build upon, like you said, lifting weights, you're just adding a little bit more. But if we don't start with that $25, it's never going to happen. Well, that's, that's um, I think, very interesting and, and informative, Mike. Um, so, so, so my last question is kind of, um, uh, you know, there's going to be people that watch, uh, uh, watching today or maybe listening to the podcast or watching the video uh, at a later date, and um, that, you know, and, and and maybe somebody who um, who I know, you know, it's it's no different than someone uh, in to say the fitness uh, world is they're, they're, they're thinking, well, I'm going to wait to contact Mike when I do this or when I get to this point, I'll give Mike a call or 
you know, or when I get that raise, I'll give my control. Or, so, so let's say that someone's got no savings or maybe have three scenarios here. One has no savings or, or someone has a huge debt load or someone has hit rock bottom and they're just getting started again. Um, what would you recommend for those people? Well, definitely reach out and, and contact either me or, or another financial advisor you trust. Um, most of, of the people in my industry are like myself and we do not charge for, for providing advice. So if the barrier to taking action has been that you didn't think you could afford to talk to somebody, it doesn't cost you a thing. Um, so that's, that's number one. Uh, the second is that uh, you de definitely don't wait because it's not going to get better. Uh, the best time ever to, in, to, to start a financial plan was yesterday. The next best time is today. Tomorrow, it only becomes more difficult. Yeah. Um, if you, if you, if you bet your greatest asset is your ability to earn income. So if, if you've got an income, yeah, having debt can be a challenge. Not having savings is also a challenge, but your ability to earn income is the one's uh, remedy for both of those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And since we've been talking about fitness, uh, you know, I would ask, you know, would you, if you really wanted to get into to shape, would you wait to go to the gym until you lost weight or would it make sense to actually go to the gym and work out as well to help? <laughs> it might make sense, but a lot of people wait, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've heard it for, you know, 30 years now, mm -hmm. uh, you know, well, as soon as I, as soon as I lose some weight, I'm going to come in and yeah. take a class or, yeah. or, so, or yoga. I'm not very flexible, <laughs> so I won't go to yeah. yoga. Yeah. Uh, that's the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so uh, no. So, what you're saying is that no matter what your circumstances are, um, to talk to someone, mm -hmm. and, you know, and 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 even if you know if uh, uh, they don't tell you uh, what you want to hear, um, it's going to be advice that you know might be very valuable for your future. That. It can only, it's not going to make the circumstances worse. I guarantee that. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Okay, Mike, well, you're going to show us, um, share with us uh, um, something. Oh, pull that up here. You've got to give me the ability to share your screen. So if I put up, my apologize to the audience here. Uh, Okay, so I've got my slide up. What do I give you the ability to share? No, you would share it, I think. Um, oh, okay. I might have to make your co-host. Oh, you disabled me. Okay. okay. I disabled you? Oh, you were co-host. I got okay. it now. Oh, yeah, you've got it now. There you are. Okay, so this is, so this is my... Does this work? Yeah, looks like it's so far. Not that one. Uh, this one. Okay, we need to work on this. <laughs> Slideshow, and so this is 
it's very easy. If you want to get a hold of me, it's just yourfinancialpilot.com. And uh, I was describing that you, you can pick a 30 minute uh, introductory chat and you'll see my calendar availability. And it, it does open up a, a Zoom invitation, but if you'd prefer to do it in person, we can email and, and, uh, and arrange to meet. Um, I'm licensed in both BC and Alberta, and uh, we do not need to meet face-to-face -face in order for things to happen, which, is, which has been kind of nice. Good. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mike. Thanks for asking, Ken. This has been fun, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, if there's any people that want to know more, uh, we'll be able to to help them out. Yeah, and uh, you know, leave your comments on on Facebook. Uh, uh, you can also uh, send uh, Mike uh, a message uh, via his Facebook uh, page, or or you can message me through my Facebook page. So, um, thanks a lot for uh, for being with us today, Mike. Great. Thank you for asking, Ken. And uh, can you stop that screen share? Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye.